Okay, so in the Parsha Shlach, so we learn about the spies, which the, the spies, there were 12 of them officially. And um, as I think most of us know the story, that the spies were sent by the, um, uh, the request of Moshe that they should go and spy out the land and, and find out exactly what the properties of the land is and if it is a land that is able, readily able to be conquered or not, what are the specific attributes of the land, you know, the inhabitants, the, uh, the weather, you know, all these details are very, very important before um, there's that decision of actually taking on the land and really, you know, going ahead and trying to take control of it on not just a domestic level, but there had to, there had to have been a conquest, a physical war, which the book of Joshua actually talks about, that when, when, when the Israelites crossed through the Jordan River, there was, a, there was an actual war that took over um, the, the, you know, these kingdoms, the six kingdoms of, uh, of, um, of the land of, of Israel called Canaan at that time. So these spies are sent, are sent by Moses and they immediately after hearing that they're being sent out on this mission, they apparently switch gears. And instead of being uh, rightful or righteous emissaries of Moshe, of really bringing back a non-biased approach report on what is going on, they have a skewed biased approach that they, in, that they actually initially went into for whatever reason, they went into this, um, this, you know, um, journey into the land to bring back a negative, adverse, biased approach uh, and view that that Moshe would then have to like take care of and deal with. So the question really is, what is going on in the story? because these people, these individuals, were not simple individuals. According to all opinions, these people were the leaders of the tribes. So we're talking about the tribe of, you know, the, the, these were like the top guns, like the top people in the entire nation that were chosen for this mission. And so the question is, what was wrong? What was biased with their approach and why did they bring why did they bring a negative skewed view back to Moses? So there are a number of reasons for this. Because if we try to just take the literal approach of the Torah and try to make sense of what was going on over here, it really doesn't make sense. What were these guys thinking? And even more so, what was Moses thinking? for actually giving them the stamp of approval of saying, go ahead and represent me and tour the land. What was Moses thinking? So therefore, without really viewing this, this story in a, in, a, in a much more of a holistic, a deeper approach, we can't fully understand what, was, what is going on in this, uh, in this story. Jody, you had you had a question. Um, I was just wondering, like, why would Moshe send spies in? Why they went out of Egypt? Everybody followed him, without question. They went. They got Harsina, the Torah, without question. They got to the or they got to Dead Sea first, without question. They went in. Then they went. They went through the whole desert, and now they're coming to Israel. It's like they're ready to cross over. What? What? What's the like, why the shift in now you have to go into certain, why aren't they just going in? Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That, that is the question. And I think you took it from the approach or from the angle of Moses 
of why I think initially you, you, you were saying, well, why didn't Moses feel fit or need to go ahead and send these individuals? In the first place. Right, right. Exa- exactly. Right, because so, so the, the famous commentary, Rashi, uh, explains that um, the fo- following parable says that when God comes along and says, listen, I'm giving you the land of Israel. I'm giving you the best of the best. Now, I know it's good. Top, you know, shelf. You know, you're going to have, it's the best. So Rashi gives the, um, the parable of someone that's trying to sell a used car. I mean, it's not a used car. It's actually a donkey over there in Rashi's. But someone that, that puts for sale, for sale, a used car. So if, the, if the, the seller says to the one who's looking to buy, he's like, you want to take it for a test drive? No problem. I'm telling you, it is like the best. Take it for a test drive. Here are the keys. So if a person doesn't have that much time or the person is like, you know, is ready to believe what they're, what they're told, if this person is so sure that they're ready to acquiesce, to give over their keys and to say, listen, no problem, check it out. I'm telling you, it's 100% great. It's good. It's perfect. So if, some, if someone is ready to do that, so then you know that the merchandise is really, up, is really the way that they're saying that it is. So that's the, that's the way Rashi explains Moshe's approach that Moshe basically said, you know, you want to look at the land? You want to take the land? You want to go for a test drive? Go for it. Here are the keys. But I'm telling you, you don't even need to go into the land because it's so good. You have my word on it. There's no better word. If Moshe is saying, I'm giving you my word, that's a pretty legit, you know, word of, of, uh, of a testimony. So, so yeah, but once again, exactly, Jody, your, your question is that these people are read, their whole mission is to get into the land and it seems like they're missing the opportunity. So there are a number of answers, uh, to this, to this question. Okay, so answer number one. Answer number one is as follows. That this this is given over actually by the Arizal. The Ariz says that the following answer, and it's actually an unbelievable answer. The Ariz says that they knew that as soon as Moses, as, as soon as Moshe, was going to go, or, or, or rather, uh, gave the permission for the Israelites to enter the land, that would mean by definition that Moses was not able to enter the land because Moses was stopped because of his own accord, because of his own sin. It says that he didn't, you know, he, instead of speaking to the rock, he hit the rock. And whatever way we understand that, that grave mistake, right, which doesn't seem as, at all like such a mistake for us, but for the level of, Moshe, of Moses, that was a mistake. So Moses was not able to go into the land. And so for that reason, he was going to pass away before entering the land. And this was the psychology of the spies, according to the Arizal. The Arizal says that the spies were, were so connected to Moses that they were saying, if we're going to go into the land, that means who are we leaving behind? Who is not going to enter the land? Can we really deal with that? Can we really accept such a reality? of going into the land without our leader, 
fine, Joshua was gonna, going to, to, to lead. And Joshua was great, no question. But at the end of the day, Moses, Moshe, was the caretaker, the father, the, the parent, the one that really took care of, of the people from the beginning, from infancy level of really taking care of them. So now they were going to be left bereft from their leader and they were not ready to do so. So they, according to the Ari, to the Ari they were ready to sacrifice themselves and in a sense be punished and they were dealt a very difficult punishment for their deliberate negative slander against the land of Israel. But they took, we could say, took the bullet to have Moses at the end of the day for another 40 years or 39 years. They said, we want to have our leader with us. We're, we don't care about what's going to happen to us. We just want him for a longer amount of time. That's what the Ari says. So it's a, it's a wondrous. Love it. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a wondrous, we could say like chiddush, like, like novelty in the actual verse itself. Because if we, once again, if we try to resolve it, resolve the, you know, what was going on in this situation, why did, why did they speak negatively, adversely about the land? What, what, what was the problem over there? You know, they were told that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a goodbye, you know, go for it, bye-bye, you know, it's going to go up, it's going to be great. It's a, and yet, they're saying, no, we're not going to do that. What, what, was, what, was, what was the problem over there? So the RE says the, the issue was, because they were, re were really living a different type of a lifestyle. They weren't living a lifestyle that we could necessarily relate to. They were living a lifestyle of connection to their teacher, to their master, up, and up to the point that they were willing to bite the bullet just, just for him to last a little bit longer or a lot longer, whatever way you look at it, 39 years, that's, that's a lot of time. So, so that's, that's the first answer that we're going to delve into. The second answer is the answer of the Alter Rebbe of, uh, of Hasidus. And this answer is, uh, is an unbelievable answer. And it, in a way, it's similar to the Ari's answer, but it's quite different. So the explanation is as follows, that the spies were living a different type of a life that, you know, than, than we could imagine. They were living a, a lifestyle that everything was tended to them on all levels from the physical level to the spiritual level. I mean, we could say life is pretty good. You know, being, it, it was called the Dordea, the, 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 the generation of knowledge. They had everything from, well, we know they had water. They had, um, they had built-in air conditioning system in wherever they traveled. They had um, a, a dry cleaning service that was taking care of all of their, you know, laundry. They they had they had a, a bread, a special manna bread. Eventually, they had meat, etc. That that's just on the physical level. But then on the spiritual level, they were tended to, and they were taught on the highest level. They had. They had the greatest teachers possible. They had Moshe, Aaron, Miriam. They had the greatest of the greatest that heard it directly, first source from, you know, from Hashem himself. 
So they were like, this can't get any better. Like life can't get any sweeter. I mean, that's really where they were at. So they were traveling, wherever they were, all of a sudden like trees and greeneries appeared. They had water, they had lush. They were in the, they were in the, in the, in the Alps, in the Himalayas, wherever they, wherever they were, they were in, on the beaches, they had crisp air. They had, they had the lifestyle of wherever they were. They had really the physical and the spiritual lifestyle. So they were living on a, on a totally different plateau and an existence that they did not want to go into the land of Israel because the land of Israel represents, it represents physical adversary, uh, adversity, it represents difficulty, it represents work, it represents challenges, it represents being submerged in the, the, in, in the physical reality, in the physical aspect of life. And so, therefore, they, were, they argued, why should we take this leap of, of insanity? We're jumping into insanity. We're jumping into an unknown. We're jumping into, we're going out of the clouds and that makes no sense. Right now we have everything, every single person. I mean, we, we can't even imagine this type of a lifestyle or reality that this generation really had. So it's for that reason that this generation that the, that the spies going into the, in, going into the land argued that the land, that going into the land would be a mistake, would be a descent into physicality. And therefore it would take them away from a clear connection to God, from having a, you know, the, you know, the, the exact like antennas, like, you know, just it, it's the exact radio frequency that's, that, that's coming through. They were getting that before. And they're like, we're going to go into the land. It's going to become like a little phasey and, you know, we're not going to get reception. And so therefore, what's the point of all of it? So according to the Alter Rebbe, that was the that was the mistake of the spies and of that generation that in a sense they had they missed the opportunity they had a missed opportunity so before we go into like the land of israel and what it represents on a deeper level i just want to just quickly just jump into like th that idea of missed opportunities Missed opportunities are actually found throughout the Tanakh, throughout the, the Bible. We, ha we have like situations of missed opportunities. We have greats that they could have done something, but they, but they didn't do it. And, um, and it's constantly, it, it's something that is, um, that is repeating itself. So just giving some examples. So we have a person like Reuven that had the opportunity to take Joseph out of the pit, but he decided to, you know, sit back and be affected by social pressure. And therefore, he never made it to be called the firstborn. And who's called the firstborn at the end of the day? It's Judah, because he took the opportunity. And he was the one that that showed leadership and eventually, you know, got Joseph out of the pit. So that's one example. Another example of, of the holiday we just uh, went through, Shavuot. So we have, uh, we, have an, we have a person 
in the story of, of, of Ruth, of Ruth, which is a fascinating, fascinating book, by the way, which is really an amazing book to just even delve into, the book of Ruth. Um, my wife and I were talking about this, the, the, the book of Ruth, and um, it's, it's really interesting. If, you had, if we had to really disclose what is the main point of the book of Ruth, it's really this point. It's the idea of missed opportunity versus, versus um, going along with, you know, just capturing the moment. So what do I mean by that? So we have a person who's called Boaz who went ahead and he realized that Ruth is, is this, the one. And yet, there was someone that was next in kin who was called Ploni Almoni. Actually, that's someone who's, when we refer to someone that we don't know who, the, who they are, they're anonymous. The word in Hebrew is Ploni Almoni, anonymous person. This individual lost his opportunity to be recorded in the Tanakh, in the Bible, as someone that brought about change for, and not only that, being the father of King David, of Mashiach, for all of eternity. This person said, you know what? I don't have the time. I can't do it. I don't have the energy. It's not for me. Well, it was just a choice, but you lost it forever. Whereas Boaz grabbed onto the opportunity. So the Israelites in the, same, in the same vein had the opportunity to grab on to an, an, immense, an immense challenge, but yet it was going to yield incredible fruits for them. And what, what were they going to gain by going into the land? And the answer is, that by going into the land, the Israelites were going to gain a spiritual unification of the highest levels, which essentially fit into the whole purpose of creation, which is drawing God, drawing God who is infinite, who created the entire universe, who doesn't need our physical world, per se. God doesn't need us. He has, you know, the angelic beings. He has, the, you know, the celestial being, yet, and, and way beyond that. Yet, God wants to be manifested within this world. And this idea plays into the whole purpose of creation. Which is why this is so. The story in the in of, of the parsha is so relevant to us, because the whole purpose of creation is the revelation of God in this world, in the physical world, physical world. And while it's great to have to have the manna to have the, the well of, of Miriam, to have incredible teachers such as Moshe and Aaron and, and, Aaron, and, and uh, Miriam. Yet, what's going to happen when, when life is difficult? Are they going to really, you know, live up to, to the challenge and, and walk the walk? not just talk the talk. So while you're on a spiritual plateau, it's very easy to talk the talk. Yes, it's like, you know, I'm this and I want this. And that's all the spiritual talk when someone is in, in inspiration mode. In inspiration mode, it's easy to be given away and to be in love and in ecstasy with God's design, God's will, and whatever it is. But yet, what happens when you're asked to go beyond yourself? And 
this is one of my, I don't know, I really like this story. The story is of, a, of an individual that um, left his, uh, his parents. This is probably the hippie days and went to the, um, to India and meditated on the mountains over there for a year or two, no talking and whatnot. And then um, he gets, you know, his parents track him down and uh, he gets the message, the, the memo up there on the mountain from some Tibetan who knows what that his parents paid a lot of money to get that memo too. <laughs> so this, this individual, this, this guy is like, oh, my parents bought me a plane ticket to go back, you know, to go back home. So he travels down off the mountain and, um, and he has to purchase a, uh, a, um, a train, a train ride. So as he's standing there online, this is Tibet. So one after the other, everyone gets their ticket. And then this lady, you know, this guy gets up to the, to the, to the front line, the lady over there, that's, uh, you know, that's taking the money shuts, shuts down, says, sorry, we're shut down for the day, you know, goodbye, you know, that, that's it over. That, that's the way it's done in, in, in those countries. So this guy, all of a sudden, these beep, 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 you know, four letter, you know, epithet, you know, you just, just, just going off and off on it. And um, he doesn't know where it's coming from. He's like, I just spent a year or two on the mountain. And now this is the way I'm acting. It's like, now it's time for me to go back on the mountain. The story is he went back on the mountain, forgot about the, the, uh, the ticket, etc. So I like that story because it really tells the story of, you know, of, uh, of a certain uh, in, inspiration uh, junkies that, uh, that many of us like to, like to be. And many people like to be inspiration junkies. They're like, you know, oh, where's the next? Where's the next inspiration? Oh, yeah, let me, let me log into that. Let me tune into that inspiration. Let me, let me get that. It's like eating, eating like, you know, white praline almond chocolate or, you know, just going to the, going to the next thing. But the whole purpose of creation is not inspiration. It's about action. God created the world so that he could become manifested and become known within the world, within creation, even within the realm of adversary, of, 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 of difficulty. Yep, self-expression, yep. So, we, we are all, in a sense, um, we could identify with the spies when we understand the story in that way, in that context. The context of this, the story of the spies is not just some sinister, you know, you know, bunch of people that they decide, you know what? No, we're not going to go into the land. The land is really evil. The land is really bad. It doesn't make sense to say that about these great individuals. They were really the best of the best right? The top. So what were they really thinking? So they were thinking that we are not, we, we don't want to go into the land because we are just fine living on this spiritual dimension, which leads us into the, the deeper Kabbalistic understanding of where they were really at. So according to the Arizal, the spies were operating on the realm of Leah. The rel there's two mothers. There's the mother called Leah and the mother called Rachel. And, uh, you know, and of, and of course, Jacob is the husband, 
but they represent these two realms. And what does the realm of Leia represent? So according to Kabbalah, Leia represents the realm of thought, the realm of the subconscious, the superconscious. And on that realm, and that's why it says about Leia, that Leia was constantly crying, that her eyes were tearing, you know, it says a rakot that her eyes are are soft, literally because she was crying, because she was a thinker, and you know, and you know, I, you know, we we have we have a certain one of our children that we know that she is this thinker type of a person, that you know, always thinking about stuff and and very emotional. Whereas there are other children, there are other types of individuals that are, they're, they're actually not, they don't think too much about things. They're, they're just like physical. They're just like, almost like, you know, like an ox, like in this world, just going through whatever it is that needs to, you know, and people, and they're not so emotionally tangled up by, by, by all these things. So we've got the realm of Leah and then the realm of Rachel. So the realm of Rachel is that realm of being drawn down in this world. And these are the two, the two feminines. The two feminine realities of Kabbalistically is Bina and Malchut. Bina of intuition, of, of understanding, of thoughts. Malchut is kingship. It's, it's revelation down within this world. So the spies, yeah, Jody. So I have a question about yeah. that. Does that mean that the, the line of kingship and the, the other line goes two different ways? Like the line of Leah is the, where King David and Sha'ul, they, they come from. And from Rachel is the other line. Mm. Yeah, it, that, that's, a, that's a really great point. From Rachel, we have, there, there's a lot there because Rachel really gave birth to Joseph, which is, in a sense, a higher, called the higher tzaddik, whereas Leah really drew down at the end of days King David which is Malhu, which is kingship, which is the lower revelation down in this world. So, which is really interesting because at the end of the days, Jacob and Leah were buried together in the Maratha Machpelah, in the, in the cave of the patriarchs. Whereas Rachel is, is in Beit Lechem, and, and, right? So, but still, Rachel... There, there's a lot, there's a lot there. I mean, this is like a whole, like I feel like class in and of itself, which, God willing, we'll we'll we we'll, we'll get to when when we get to those parshas. Um, but um, but for now, Rachel represents revelation, and represents this world, because it says that Rachel was uh, beautiful of appearance and beautiful of of like having an inside and an outside like the like the inside and the outside were beautiful so the idea is that there should be that that merging of the inner world and the outer world it's the it's the inner world and the outer world it's it's the it's the theoretical and the practical worlds that really were meant to come together so the spies were operating, were living on the realm of Leah. They were operating on the realm of thoughts. And the way the Alter Rebbe brings it down is that really everything that we do, including the physical mitzvot, physical commandments, could be performed on the realm of thought. So one could meditate on these different dimensions. 
So we could meditate on the idea of sitting in a canopy, in a sukkah, and what that represents. And each one of the mitzvah could be meditated upon. And in the books of the Arizal, there are specific meditations for each of the commandments of the mitzvah. But, um, but, the, but specifically, the, um, the spies were, were able to, to really just bring along this, uh, these commandments and just draw them down from the level of thought, from, med- from the level of meditation. So we could think and we know that meditation is a, is, a, is a really great thing. I mean, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing. Meditation is a powerful tool of transformation. But there are many people that think that if we just stay on the realm of meditation, then that's good enough. And that's not the view of Judaism. And that's not, and in the story that we're talking about over here, that's not really the will of, of God, the creator, that in terms of saying, yes, I'm sustaining you in the desert. I'm giving you everything that you need. You know, you're on an incredible level of, you know, of holiness. But, or yet, it's not about that. It's not just about that. It's about drawing down into, drawing down Hashem, God, into this world. And they failed to do so. And that was their mistake. That was the sin of the spies. The sin of the spies was not bringing down the light of the Ainsof into Rachel into Malchut. If they wanted to, they, they wanted to leave it on the level of Leah. They said that we could have these spiritual levels, including the Jerusalem up above and Jerusalem below, which explains that whenever there is a Jerusalem below that draws down a Jerusalem which is above, because there's these two realms of, um, of higher higher Jerusalem and lower Jerusalem. And so they were like, we could do, we could, we could draw down a lower Jerusalem within our world of Leah, within our science fiction, you know, reality of, of Leah. We could draw down a lower Jerusalem and that would thereby draw higher Jerusalem. And so therefore the world is perfected. That's all we need. We could just travel and go through the desert with this utopian reality. However, this was not the will, not the intention of Hashem. The intention of Hashem is, the intention of God is that we should go into the land. So the land of Israel physical land of Israel. There's, there is a physical land of Israel, but yet there is a, what, what the land of Israel represents, and it represents, once again, Malchut, but it represents that realm of going into the adversary, that, the, the, the difficulty of what we need to do. Yeah, so Rachel, that that's 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 ex- that's a that's exactly it. I mean, they they re- they had a bre- they really didn't have a bread of shame when they were up there. They got everything for free, but yet by their spiritual work and their thought level, their consciousness level, they they thought that we could do the the job from the consciousness level just from the level of thought. And that was going to accomplish it. But yet God is like, no, that's, that's all nice and good on the, on the realm of thought, but it's not good enough. Because the truth is, 
that it needs to descend into there's thought, speech, and action. It needs to descend into the realm of action. So while they thought that we could draw it down into speech, and that's a very powerful, you know, medium of drawing down that revelation into, that's not, that's not enough to really draw it down into the next realm, the next rung of, in, of, of really down into this physical existence, the physical world. So essentially, so we are really fixing this, um, this mistake of the spies um, on, on, a, on, a, on a global level. Like we're really like, you know, we, we're, there's, there's that, I mean, I don't like to use it that much, but there's that karmic debt, you know, it's like you're, you're just paying back, you know, this, this idea, because what was their mistake? Again, their mistake was they didn't feel like they could, that they could do it, that they could conquer and descend down to, into the realm of Malchut. And because of that, they came back and they, and they cried and they complained, etc. So that was on the ninth of Av, which corresponds to the destruction of both temples. So forevermore, that mistake is something that we're paying back, that we're really, you know, fixing throughout history. Because we are just saying, like, listen, they... They did this, but um, we're going to rebuild the temple because they, they essentially said that we're not going, going to go down into this world. And so that day forever is known as the day of the destruction of the temple or both temples even though it was before it really even happened. So what's the lesson over here for us very practically in, in, in our lives? So the answer is, is as follows. Um, we're all pushed, and I just want to bring this down into like a very practical level where we're at right now with the whole situation, the corona and the riots and the whole mishugas, the whole craziness that we're in right now. And that is, God is constantly telling us, I want you to go into the land, but I want you to properly go into the land. Because there are two types of people, and we're going to see like next week's Torah portion, that's Korach, where there are people who are like, yes, bring me into the land. All I want is action. All I want is like to be down here to have my, you know, to have my playground of, of opportunities, of business, of connections, of da, 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 you know, stuff. And there are people like that. Yet, Hashem is like, I want you to prepare yourself to go into the land, but to do that properly, to make sure that you're going to the land with the right balance. And this is where the word balance is really so important and so crucial because the word is really balance. It's not about living a utopian spiritual existence of being just removed from the world, of being on some higher just entity that's out of, you know, out of existence. It's not about that. It's about being down here in this world and practically making a place for Hashem, making a place for godliness in this world. Now, that's a very difficult thing to do because there's so many obstacles that come along with that. There are so many obstacles. 
starting from forgetting even what it's all about. We could just be in the world. And this is one of the arguments of the spies. They said, this is a land that consumes its inhabitants, which means, the Alter Rebbe explains, a spiritual level, consumes its, its inhabitants means that the physical world consumes the realization that the soul has about the true nature of this world and consumes the inhabitants thinking that all I am and all there is is just a physical hollow shell of existence. That's what it means. A land that, in, in, that consumes its inhabitants means it consumes the physical, the, the spiritual realization. Yeah, Jody. So if we are looking at that in, well, it's like we're a, it's a vessel and it's empty. So the flow that you're talking about coming down and it's transforming basically what we're into to be able to move into that land, into that space, into that state of mind. And the flow from Hashem, because he, like the Miraglim, they spoke with Dibor, not Emet. So we learned that Hashem speaks to us through Torah and living. And same thing that's, that, that speech, it's through that speech that comes into, or it's blown into, the flow blows into the body. And he, so there's a connection there too with that. Yeah, absolutely. That, that 100%. That's it. That's, they, they didn't believe in that flow, but that's exactly where the fixing is. And that's actually the whole idea of the feminine. You know, you know, that's the whole idea of the feminine um, reality. And we're going into Mashiach days, which is actually the feminine, uh, the feminine unfolding that we're going to see how the physical world is not just the physical world. That there is, that there is, a, that there is a vibrational frequency that's constantly, um, that's constantly happening. It's just like you're saying, I, th I think like your women are much more in tune uh, than, than, than men usually when it comes to, to that idea of, of listening to that flow, that intuition of drawing it down to, into, into their homes, right? Into the actual physical home, the, uh, you know, if it's if it, the, the family, the the, the reality, the, the existence, it, it comes from the, from, from the, from the feminine re, uh, reality, um, which is Malchut, which is that, that idea of, of Rachel, you know, that's, that's really revealing um, that, that, uh, that truth that we're able to, to connect to um, if we are, um, if we're open to it. So it, it, it started back then in the day. It's already stat started back then in the day. There were the uh, chauvinist, uh, I think, uh, uh, the guys in a certain way, and I'm putting it a little bit crudely at, at this point, just to bring out the bring out the the point that it's that they were in a sense thinking that our, our way of understanding of the, the intellectual or the, the, the thought level is the ultimate reality. Whereas Hashem is like, I want to move it to the next level. I want to move it a step down. Like take it to the next level. That malchut, that kingship could actually manifest and could actually reveal Hashem in this world in a very, very practical, tangible, physical material way so 
so the lesson for us, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's, um, I mean, just to draw upon the, 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 the times that we're in right now, I think Hashem is really telling us that he wanted us, or he still wants us in our homes, you know, to be quarantined on some level. Um, and as we think that we're going out, we're being free, no, 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 go back inside a little bit more, figure it out, get your thought ready. And then once you think your thought is ready, then bring it out into the world. But bring it out properly. Like, I want to see you when you're ready. I want to see you when you're going to do it properly. Do it right, or, you know, already. Like, enough with, with going in there, botching it up, you know, messing, you know, making a mess, you know, making trouble. You have to clean up after, after that. So it's just like, you're going to go into it, just do it properly, do it right, do it the way it's supposed to be. So we're, we're just being prepared. We're just being prepared to do our mission, to do our jobs, um, each and every one of our jobs. And that's really the, the lesson of this, week's, of this week's portion of what we need to really remind ourselves that it's all about manifesting within, within the here and now as difficult as it is, as, as much as it seems like a contradiction. Within that contradiction is where, uh, within, is, is, is where truth really lies. So, so that's the story. That's, that's the, uh, bye Jody. <laughs> no, sorry. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. You loved it. No worries. All, all the best. Shabbat shalom. All the best. Many blessings. So, okay, so that's, that's, the, that's the lesson for today. And, uh, and we're going we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna to leave it there. And, um, okay. and, and wishing everyone many, many 